Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A quiz of ice and fire. Dear listeners, thanks for joining us today. It's time for another Quiz of Ice and Fire. I'm Lady Guinevere, and today we're bringing you a new trivia quiz. This bonus feature was unlocked by our generous patrons, and thanks to their support, there's no charge for these quiz episodes. Yoke Boy will not be joining us today as he's in the process of moving home, so instead I'm happy to welcome, as our very special guests, none other than Matt and Scad from the fabulous Davos Fingers, a Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast. Welcome to Radio Westeros, guys. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? We are so happy to have you. Well, I'm happy to have you here, and Yoke Boy and Absentia is happy that you could uh, fill in with us tonight. So, um, Yeah, you know, we've been around for a while, but we don't always get out of uh, our little shell and come and interact with, with uh, other, other podcasters in the fandom, so this is a lot of fun for us. Yeah. As far as podcasts go, I think it's a first for us, actually, getting mm-hmm. out on somebody else's cast, so... We've never we've known you guys for a while, but we've never worked together. So yeah, yeah, we got started like a month or two after you guys on on like recording episodes. I know you were busy writing stuff for a long time before that, but um, yeah, yeah, our podcast followed yours kind of by a few months. Been about uh, four years or so for each of us. Well, uh, thanks for being here, and we are going to just dive right in to the questions. Um, If you're all keeping score, listeners, now is the time to get your pen and paper handy. We do have 15 questions. Today's topic is characters, which is our second time focusing on characters. And just like last time, we're going to vary from major to minor and maybe some minor, minor, minor. Um, But all the answers are going to be found in the main series. So get ready to pit your wits against us and see how many you can score. Remember, we do enjoy you shouting out your scores across social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, and so on. Let us know how you do, and let's get started. I'm going to pass it over to you, Scott, to begin. I'm so honored. I get the first question. Here we go, guys. Are you ready? Get those pens ready. Which one-time companion of Arya Stark falsely boasts about kicking a boy to death? He's also beaten by Arya with a wooden practice sword and is surprised when she reveals that she's a girl. Okay, so we're looking for one of Arya's companions. One-time companion. Maybe implying that he's no longer with her. Question two. Which legendary character seemed to be a willing sacrifice in a blood magic ritual in a time of darkness? We learn about this famous sacrifice in A Clash of Kings from the mouth of Salador San. Hmm, and there's no shortage of legendary characters in this series, so... 
All right, question three. Which merchant prince from Essos is a member of the Thirteen? Now, he's elegant and bald with a beak of a nose and gifts Daenerys with many things from pomegranates to tumbling monkeys. All right. So we're looking for somebody that gives gifts to Danny. Trying to curry favor, probably. And from Essos. All right. Okay, moving on. Question number four. Which character is an orphan of the green blood, meaning a Dornish person with Roinor roots who would not assimilate into their culture. This character has made a return to his mother Roin and is now captain of a pole boat called the Shy Maid. Okay, can you remember who is the captain of the Shy Maid? Now question five is which character, nicknamed the Faithful, is a lieutenant in Vargo Hote's company, The Brave Companions. He wears a tattered leather cloak and, by all accounts, looks pale, sickly, and almost corpse-like. He is also the one who hangs Jamie Lannister's hand around his neck. But uh, this guy, I think I've said before on our podcast that The Faithful is one of my favorite nicknames in, uh, in the series, considering who this guy is. But... All right. Uh, question six. Born into House Redwine, which outspoken character then married into another prominent house and is noted for her sharp and witty dialogue such as this? There is entirely too much tut-tutting in this realm, if you ask me. All these kings would do a deal better if they put down their swords and listened to their mothers. Okay. Do you remember... Who this outspoken character is? That's uh, perhaps an understatement. I bet you can get it. All right. Question number seven. Which son of Tormund Giantsbane is named the Tame and with good reason? Wildling Longspear Rick comes to steal his sister, but this character didn't put up much of a fight at all. Oh, but Tormund loved him anyways, I think. So, what was the name of Tormund's son? One of Tormund's sons. On to question eight. Which character thinks, if I look back, I'm lost, repeatedly, as she blazes a trail around Essos, following a childhood impoverished and running from one city to the next? Trailblazer indeed. Okay. Question nine. This character is the Lady of Longtable and is described as beautiful with dark features. She flees back to Longtable upon Cersei's arrest, which causes some relief given she was privy to a fair amount of damaging information. Yeah, so give us the name of that lady. All right, question number ten. Which character, known as the Bastard of Nightsong, has a face apparently scarred from the pox? When he goes to the Wall, Stannis Baratheon leaves him behind his Castellan of Dragonstone, later ordering him to mine the island for dragonglass. Question 11. Uh, which green-haired daughter of Leona Woolfield refuses to marry little Walder Frey and embarks on a well-known speech in support of House Stark? 
Hmm, full of sass, this one. Who could it be? Question 12. What is the name of the Giscari nobleman who is known by the nickname the Shave Pate? He's described as having an odious face, a beetled brow, small eyes with heavy bags beneath them, a big nose dark with blackheads, I know how that is, oily skin that looked more yellow than the usual amber of Giscari. Matt, keep your blackhead stories to yourself. Can you guys name the shave pate? Do you remember who this is? All right, question 13. Which member of the Night's Watch sometimes has a sausage stuffed into his scabbard instead of a sword? His mother apparently dropped him on his head when he was a baby, leaving him dim-witted. However, he does seem to possess certain abilities now. I bet he does. With <laughs> his sausage in his scabbard? <laughs> oh, Oh, dear. The ability to lead dogs around the yard, at least. (laughs) Okay, question 14. Which jester and fool serves House Tyrell and lays a giant egg in a storm of swords for Sansa? Such a great moment. Hmm. An egg layer who's not a bird or a turtle. Hmm. Question 15, our final question. Which Septon is guardian of Winterfell's Sept, as well as the resident librarian? Theon Greyjoy has him thrown into a well in A Clash of Kings. Yeah, wow. Name that librarian. One of my favorite games. (laughs) (laughs) They're very popular. It's a tough game. It's a very short game. Um, I always have a hard time with this one, actually, though. So can you name the Septon from Winterfell? All right. And that was it. That's our questions for today. So we'll be back with your answers right after this. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We're back. So, 
answer time. So we'll uh, dig right in. Uh, over to you, Scott, with question one. All right, question one, guys. Remember this one? Which one-time companion of Arya Stark boasts of kicking a boy to death? He's uh, practiced with uh, Arya with a sword and was very surprised when she realized, when she revealed that she was not, in fact, a boy. The answer was Hot Pie. Yeah, Hot Pie. In A Clash of Kings, we learn where he got his name. Here's a quote. His mother had been a baker before she died, and he'd pushed her cart through the streets all day, shouting, Hot Pies! Hot Pies! It's <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, a good, I mean, what a great place to get a nickname. It's accurate. There we go. Okay. Question two, remember, had to do with a legendary character uh, who was a willing sacrifice in a blood magic ritual. Uh, the story was told to us in uh, Clash of Kings by Salador San. That answer is Nissa Nissa. Nissa Nissa, indeed. Here's the quote about her. Uh, the story of her, the famous legend. A hundred days and a hundred nights he labored on the third blade, and as it glowed white-hot in the sacred fires, he summoned his wife. Nissa Nissa, he said to her, for that was her name. Bear your breast, and know that I love you best of all that is in this world. She did this thing, why I cannot say, and Azora High thrust the smoking sword through her living heart. It is said that her cry of anguish and ecstasy left a crack across the face of the moon, but her blood and her soul and her strength and her courage all went into the steel. Such is the tale of the forging of Lightbringer, the red sword of heroes. So again, the famous legend of Azora High and the role that Nissa Nissa played in that. All right, question three. About the merchant prince from Essos. Uh, he loved to give Daenerys gifts. You all know him, one of the most difficult names to say in the whole series, Zaro Zoan Doxos. Yeah, I'm glad they made you say it, not me, buddy. Uh, Zaro shows up again, also in Marine, in A Dance with Dragons. He offers Danny a gift of 13 ships at that point, but the gift is it has a condition. She must leave Slaver's Bay immediately for Westeros. Of course, she refuses, and causing that causes Zaro to leave a bloodstained glove behind. Confirmation that Karth have now declared war on Danny. What happens with Zaro there is just another plot line we're looking forward to in wins, of course. So many of them, and this is one. What happens to Zaro? Moving on to question four. This question was about an orphan from the Green's Blood. This is a person that went from Dorne back to his Roynish roots, and uh, not, not, didn't want to assimilate into the culture there in Dorne. This character is now the captain of the pole boat, the Shy Maid. And the answer is Yandri. Yeah, that's right, Yandri. In A Dance with Dragons, Yandri and his wife Isilla help transport young Griff, Tyrion, and the rest of their gang down the Rhoyne to Volantis, including an interesting journey through the Bridge of Dreams, which seems to recur. All right, question five. Which character, nicknamed the Faithful, was one of Vargo Hote's lieutenants? Um, he was probably most well-known for wearing Jamie Lannister's hand around his neck. And the answer was Urswick. 
Yes, Urswick the Faithful. Here's a description of the charming fellow uh, from a Jamie POV. says, The cadaver's eyes were rimmed in red, his hair thin and dry. Dark blue veins could be seen through the pallid skin of his hands and face. Urswick I am, called Urswick the Faithful. All right. Let's move on to question six. Uh, We've got an outspoken character married into a prominent house, noted for being sharp and witty. She's a favorite. The answer is Lady Olena Tyrell. That's right. The Queen of Thorns, Lady Olena, an excellent counterweight to the scheming Cersei Lannister, uh, heavily involved in the Purple Wedding. Uh, You can check out the Radio Westeros episode on Joffrey for a full account of what, when, and who's there. And, uh, yeah, Lady Elena. I just want to see her roast people, just like over and over again. Question number seven. Which son of Tormund Giants Bane is named the Tame and with good reason? This guy, he didn't even fight for, fight for his sister when somebody came to steal her away. And it was, of course, Torwind Giants Bane. Yeah, Torwind. Um, we learned from Tormund in A Dance with Dragons that Torwind actually died in the impossible cold and rose as a blue-eyed white. Here's the quote. Torwind. It was the cold claimed him. Always sickly, that one. He just up and died one night. The worst of it. Before we ever knew he died, he rose pale with them blue eyes. Had to see to him myself. That was hard, John. Tears shone in his eyes. He wasn't much of a man, truth be told. But he'd been me little boy once, and I loved him. (laughs) That's so sweet. Teary-eyed torment. Oh, boy. So, question eight was the uh, inevitable Radio Westeros quiz softball. Which character... Thinks repeatedly, if I look back, I am lost, as she trailed around Essos, following her childhood as impoverished, running from one city to the next. I hope everyone knew that this was Daenerys. Daenerys, who could that be? Hmm. Hmm. One of the standout characters, of course, of A Song of Ice and Fire should need no introduction, especially when you think about her long list of titles and monikers. Uh, Of course, we eagerly await the winds of winter where she might finally set sail for Westeros, and anyone standing in her way might have three dragons alongside this dragon queen to contend with. All right, question nine. We've got uh, the Lady of Longtable, described as beautiful. Uh, She flees to Longtable again after Cersei's arrest. She knows quite a bit of damaging information. That, of course, is Lady Taina Merriweather. That's right. Taina is the Mirish wife of Orton Merriweather. At one stage, uh, Orton himself was was Hand of the King uh, for a little bit there. Uh, she initially tries to ingratiate herself with Cersei by highlighting that Cersei's own maid, Sinel, is spying on her for Marjorie. Cersei and Tana end up in bed together in an uncomfortable sex scene. Eh, uncomfortable more for some than others. Which spawned the unfortunate phrase, Myrish Swamp. Question 10. Which character known as the Bastard of Nightsong has a face apparently scarred from the pox? 
When he goes to the wall, Stannis Baratheon leaves him behind as Castellan of Dragonstone there to look for Dragonglass. The answer is Roland Storm. Roland Storm. Roland is the son of the late Lord Brian Caron of Nightsong. Thus his nickname, the Bastard of Nightsong. And he's considered a seasoned killer. Uh, here's a quote from Stannis uh, talking about the obsidian mining. On Dragonstone, where I had my seat, there is much of this obsidian to be seen in the old tunnels beneath the mountain. Chunks of it, boulders, ledges. The great part of it was black, as I recall, but there was some green as well, some red, even purple. I've sent word to Sir Roland, my Castellan, to begin mining it. And whether he was able to carry out this excavation before Dragonstone was besieged remains unknown. But let's hope that he has managed to stockpile some caches before the army of the others strikes. Question 11. Oh, I think that this was a bit tricky in the way the question was phrased. Which green-haired daughter of Leona Woolfield refuses to marry little Walder Frey and embarks on one of the best-known speeches in A Dance with Dragons. The answer was Wyla Manderley. Of course, Wyla, the second daughter of Wyman. And uh, here's part of that rousing speech that we mentioned. I know about the promise. Maester Theomore, tell them. A thousand years before the conquest, a promise was made. Oaths were sworn in the wolf's den before the old gods and the new. When we were sore beset and friendless, hounded from our homes and in peril of our lives, the wolves took us in and nourished us and protected us against our enemies. The city is built upon the land they gave us. And in return, we swore that we should always be their men, stark men. All right, question 12. Uh, if you'll remember, asks about a Giscari nobleman whose nickname is the Shave Pate. That, of course... Boy, I'm getting a lot of the hard names to say. That, of course, though, was Skehaz Mo Kandak. That's, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct it in the way I say it, or, you know, get it wrong, depending on if you were right. That's right, though, the Skahaz the Shave Pate. He shaves that head to signify integration with Danny's leadership in Marine. He does this in A Dance with Dragons, and it leads Danny to trust him and employ him to form the Brazen Beasts, which are kind of a city watch to guard Marine against foes. The Brazen Beasts wear bronze masks to protect their identities uh, from the insurgent Sons of the Harpy, and those masks are awesome, shaped like different animals and stuff. Really cool. So, question 13. Which member of the Night's Watch sometimes has a sausage stuffed in his scabbard? His mother uh, dropped him on his head, and uh, he's a little, a little bit slow. But he does seem to possess, uh, you know, some certain powers now, maybe. Hmm? Well, that is Owen the Oaf. Yep, Owen the Oaf is tall and friendly and, as you said, a bit slow. He's good with wood and carpentry. But in a storm of swords, he has a dream that King Robert will ride to the rescue of the Night's Watch at the Wall. Since he's a bit dim-witted, Owen forgets that Robert is dead. And so when Stannis shows up, we can see that Owen's 
dream was actually prophetic, albeit with a slight misinterpretation. Now, then, question 14 had to do with the fool for House Tyrell, who uh, laid an egg in the Storm of Swords. And the answer, of course, was Butterbumps. Yeah, Butterbumps. One of the more uh, curious mysteries of A Song of Ice and Fire is how he managed to lay that egg. But uh, here's a quote about the jester. Butterbumps arrived before the food. Dressed in a jester's suit of green and yellow feathers with a floppy coxcomb. An immense round fat man as big as three moon boys. He came cartwheeling into the hall, vaulted onto the table, and laid a gigantic egg right in front of Sansa. Break it, my lady, he commanded. When she did, a dozen yellow chicks escaped and began running in all directions. How'd those chicks get in there? Yeah. How did how did the egg get in butter bumps? <laughs> Magic. We do ask the important questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of important questions, let's do our final question here. Question fifteen: The Septon at Winterfell, and also, as we said, the resident librarian. He was thrown into a well. And a cock. That, of course, was Septon Chael. Yeah, that's right. Septon Chael's death is foreseen in Jojen's green dreams. Uh, he also tries to aid Pala, who's been uh, who's been raped uh, when the Ironborn take Winterfell. And under Theon's orders, he's thrown into the well, leading some people to think that perhaps he's drowned in there, um, or has he maybe escaped? Septon Chael, the reason for that speculation is that he's noted earlier as being a very strong swimmer, having grown up, I think, on a riverbank somewhere. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Hard to know how that would be possible, given it is a well and not a river he's thrown into. Hmm. No one is ever really dead. What is dead may never die. <laughs> until I see their head on a spike. Until I see their head on a spike. <laughs> Well, that was our last question and our last answer. Uh, let us know how you did, everyone. And Matt and Scad, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Yeah, thanks for having us. I really enjoyed it. Um, this was fun. Why don't you guys um, tell everyone what you're up to with Davos Fingers these days and uh, you know where to find you and all that good pertinent information. Sure thing. So uh, we finished up our reread of the released A Song of Ice and Fire books from A Game of Thrones all the way through A Dance with Dragons. And we've recently embarked on a reread of the Duncan Egg novellas, which you can find compiled in a, in a book called A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. There's three novellas that are all about the adventures of these two characters, Duncan Egg. We continue to read them in a spoiler-free format, so if you haven't read those novellas before, we will not spoil them. And uh, we've released one episode so far, which goes through the first half of the first novella, which is called The Hedge Knight. So we're planning to do six episodes around Duncan Egg, two per novella. Right, Scad? Yeah, that's right. And uh, obviously, we've got our back catalog of, of every episode we've done. Uh, we, we'd cover five chapters at a time in each episode. You can find us on iTunes, uh, at uh, on Podbean as well, where we're hosted. Um, uh, our Twitter account is very active and, and fun. You can find us there at, uh, at Davos Fingers. So check us out. Come uh, drop us a line, talk to us, and check out the podcast if you're interested. 
Well, uh, thank you again for being here. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. That's all for this time. We'll see you again soon with another regular episode of Radio Westeros. Bye for now.